Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Tackle the Text with us. This is going to be an exciting one. I'm calling this one the Southside Takeover because everybody who is up here with me today serves in our South Campus uh, here in the Houston Sugarland area. And uh, I'm so excited about this panel of guests because you may have never seen them on any of our episodes, and yet they are very instrumental in our South Campus small groups, making sure that the people of God are served uh, in an expeditious and professional fashion. So I'd like to welcome the Southside Campus to the stage. How are you all doing? Doing good. Well, this is bless, Mr. Bless. Philip Suber. I've been knowing this gentleman here for the better part of a decade. Uh, extremely gifted, extremely talented. He can preach. He can sing. He can prophesy. He's just an amazing person. And then next to him uh, is someone I've met over the last couple years who has an amazing testimony. And I hope Miss Melva uh, somehow, somehow allows that testimony uh, to come out. And then next to her is Miss Frances uh, Germany. And she is an awesome woman of God uh, who also serves at our South Campus. Everybody doing all right? Yes, doing doing well. Well, well, thank you all so much for driving from the south side. (laughs) To the north side so that we can get people to heaven. You guys, um, I believe that what we talked about prior to um, us starting to tape um, tonight, um, your words were so impactful. I said, you know what, let's just, let's just hold that um, and let the people of God in on the conversation because I think that great, um, great minds uh, on the same stage at the same time will help a lot of people. And so the, the, the text that we're going to tackle today it's one that I think is famous. I mean, it, it, if you have been to church uh, at least three times, I don't know if you'd have heard it the first time or the second time, but if you have been to church at least three times, yes. you have heard somebody yeah. quote one of the verses from the 107th number of the song. And I'm just going to read it for you all um, as, as we go by the way. And, and I'm sure uh, this is going to be, it's almost like, Dress rehearsal. You, you already know this, but I'm going to share it with you. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands. This was my part, Ms. Melba. Mm-hmm. From the east yes. and from the west and from the north. And from the south. I know we're supposed to stop there, but verse 4 just killed me because oh, wow. they wandered in the wilderness. Yes, sir. And, and as they were wandering in the wilderness, the Bible said they found no city mm-hmm. to dwell in. They were hungry. Mm-hmm. They were thirsty. Their souls fainted in them. Mm-hmm. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Yes, and he delivered them out of their distress. Yes. When I, I had to read this backwards, Pastor Philip. I had to read it backwards because if I read it, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm about to faint. I can't find a place. The birds of the air, they have nests. The foxes of the ground, they have a hole. But I, I have nowhere to lay my head. And you're going to tell me to give thanks? <laughs> See, it's easy yes, to read this from the top. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Yeah. But let's read that in reverse because that's how most of our life goes. Hungry, faint, tired, frustrated, right. 
depressed, and then a preacher like me or like you gets up and tell people, oh, by the way, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Pastor Philip, what would you say to people um, about the reality of, and for most of us, pretending to think or to conceive or to pronounce that God is good when things in our life are not going so well? I had an old pastor, he would say, the power to obey the commandment is in the commandment. And the results of the obedience to that commandment only comes when you're obedient to the commandment. Mm. It's not the difficulty of the commandment. It's not the circumstances in which the commandment is given. It's the power that's hidden in the commandment. And everything around that commandment that makes it seem difficult only magnifies the potential of your obedience to that commandment. See, I knew we wasn't going to get far in this thing (laughs) before you started to blow people's mind. I hope you all heard what he said because this, we could literally... And, I'm, and I'll say this with all seriousness, we could stop now and have a half-hour discussion on what you said. Because what you're telling the people of God and me is that I am not supposed to obey the commandment because of its difficulty level. Right. I'm not supposed to obey the commandment because it is easier for my skill set. I'm not supposed to obey the commandment because I'm in the right frame of mind. I'm not supposed to obey the commandment because of the level of my faith. I'm supposed to obey the commandment because the power is actually in the fact that it is a commandment and not my response to it. Exactly. Because even in the text there, you think about rejoice in the Lord always. Then you think about any time that anything is repetitive, it's to magnify what he says. And so he says, and again, I say rejoice. And then when you think about it in this text and he says, oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is. Then you understand that this commandment is the only predication on this commandment is because he is. That's awesome. And that is the that is a stabilizing factor that all of our lives, our faith is based upon. And whenever we move our faith and it becomes conditioned to everything outside of who he is, then we lose the power of that faith, we lose the momentum of that faith, we lose the progression of that faith, and it causes us to have to realign to the fact that anything that I do in the kingdom is not because of what I see around me, it's because of who he is. He wants to manifest himself as power, so he's going to create darkness so that we can manifest him to be the light. So you have to understand that the conditions that you're in are only the setting for God to reveal himself in the manner and the form in which he desires to be revealed. Listen, Ms. Melvin, I'm I'm about to lose my mind because what he's, he's basically, I mean, he's speaking truth. Yes. I, I'm not supposed to rejoice because it felt good right. or it felt bad. My reaction shouldn't even be predicated on how I feel. I'm supposed to just give thanks because he is yes. good. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if I'm poor. He, he is, is good. It doesn't matter good. if I'm sick. He is good. Yes, it doesn't sir. matter if they broke my heart. He is good. I know you. I, I remember spending an hour on a Zoom call with you. Yes. And you arrested all of our attention. Uh, and Pastor Raymer had introduced you, and, and, and he was saying, you know, Melba, give us your testimony. I had no idea yeah. that you had been through what you had been through. And it, 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 it lends the truth to our prior discussion. You said, when I read this text, I saw myself in the text. Now, the power of any text is finding yourself in it. Absolutely. Can you help somebody at home? Because most people who read this, this is, this is satire to them. This is, this is a boring story. This is, this is that religion. This is that book that's not etched uh, in any fact. But maybe your testimony uh, can help. So how did you find yourself in this text, and how can you help somebody else to locate themselves well, in it? Well, um, 
Well, this is an amazing text, first of all. And um, when I initially read it, I, it, it, it read to me like a journal entry um, from a diary of a worshiper. Don't you make me run off this stage. <laughs> and so I, I looked at the mood, the attitude, and the care in which uh, the writer approached this topic. And um, he's saying that the Lord is good. When I stopped right there. Because you cannot be exposed to the goodness of God and not respond to it. <laughs> if, in fact, you have been uh, uh, exposed to the goodness of God, it demands a response. Yes. I believe that we are wired to respond to the goodness of God, to the mercy of God. And so when I read this text, I saw myself and I looked at the picture uh, that the writer painted of God. And, and I don't want to rush but he began to talk about the direction as you did. And when I saw that, I, 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 I realized that I was acquainted with this God in the Bible. I was acquainted and I knew this same God because when I began to read about how God went and, and picked up that which was scattered east, west, south, and north, I felt and I saw myself in that. Number one, God is a God that knows no boundaries yes. when it comes to delivering his people. I've experienced that God, that that that. God who will go through all extremities to come and rescue me personally. I know that God. And so when I saw it, I was so blessed. And then I remembered when you um, talked about my testimony not too long ago, I went through a very difficult season in my life. I, I um, divorced after 34 years. Uh. And it not only, when I read that, it said it talked about scattering. The people were scattered. I, I remember feeling scattered. I remember that, that, that situation making me feel like my life was not just broken, but shattered. Hallelujah. And I watched a God, the God of the Bible, the God that this writer is writing about, put me back together again. How he went to the east. My heart had went one direction. My mind was in another. My yes, soul God was in it. another direction. And I watched this same God put me back together again. I watched this same God. God, there's no way I should be sitting here with joy, with peace. Come on, somebody. There's no way <laughs> that I should be able to do this. But it is God's goodness that is holding me together. Melvin, that listen, is God. I this see is him. They were saying, oh, watch your voice, Reverend. You're not supposed You don't know so, etiquette. You're not supposed yes. to do that this early. You're supposed I'm to so build sorry. it up. And then you're supposed to do that at the end. But I believe somebody at home <laughs> needs to hear. Listen. Listen, Jeremiah said it's like fire. Yes. Shut up in my yes, bone. Yes, and sir. I know he delivered you because you your voice sounds like a trumpet. Hallelujah. And like you just said, come on, somebody. That ain't the sound of somebody who skated through. That's the sound of somebody who made it through. And I'm talking to somebody who's watching right now that the, the joy of her Lord can also be your yes. strength. You said something that almost made me run out of here. You made me you 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 mentioned the word mercy. Yes. And when I read this text previous, the word mercy, it has all of these different meanings. You know, your grace is, you know, God's riches at Christ's expense. And, you know, grace is when God gives you what you don't deserve, mercy when he keeps from what you do, all of that kind of stuff that we do know. But the, the Hebrew word for mercy in Psalms 107, one of the words is opposition. Mm. 
Yeah. When I wow. saw that, wow. wow. Listen, Miss Francis, when I saw that, it it literally caused, and I have these things in my head. I can you ever seen that emoji when the head popping the smoke? Yes. Is that I, I have those kind of moments yes. sometimes when I read the scripture? <laughs> because it literally means that when God institutes his mercy on our behalf, it's his way of letting the devil know that he is in opposition to his plan for us. Yeah. Amen. So when God opposes the attack, yes. then it means that we have to come out on the other side. Wow. He said, devil, listen, I don't That's care right. if you intended for a 35-year marriage to end in divorce and to shatter the mind of one of my servants and to have her soul in the east and her mind in the west and her heart in the north and her spirit in the south. Here's the thing about God. On the day of Pentecost, he called the church together. Amen. And when, he, when they got on one accord, they began to come from the east, the north, yes. the south, and the west. And yes. I speak right now that God is calling a collection of diversity, that, that things that have scattered in your life, that yes. at one word, God is going to cause yes. things to come together. Your money, your mind, your ministry, and this is for a single woman and your man. It's all coming <laughs> together at the same time. And if you believe that, I want the redeemed of the Lord to, to say, say so. Yes, yes. Listen, Miss so. Germany, when you read this text, Ooh, listen, and don't, don't, please don't do what Melvin just did. Ain't nobody got time <laughs> to be in here shouting. We came in here to have a sophisticated conversation. Yes. When you read Psalms 107 and you saw trouble and you saw faint and you saw fret and, and you saw all of these things, and you applied that scripture to your life and you read it, what came to your mind? First of all, what came to my mind was how the author, to him, thanksgiving and praise wasn't an option. It was a command. Mm. It was a command to mm. him. I saw myself in the, in the situation because I know God's redeeming power, how he redeemed me. Yeah. How my marriage was a, a, it's a, it's a testimony of the redemptive power of God. How even as I married early, how God showed me my husband, showed me married to him, but he didn't show me what I had to go through with him. Mm. See, I didn't know my husband was chemically addicted, which just is a, a nice word for he was addicted to drugs. Yes, ma'am. And so as I married him, God showed me that he was going to turn into a man of God, that he was going to turn in um, to my brother. I had a dream that he was going to turn into my brother, which was a minister at that time. So God showed me the end, but he didn't show me what I had to go through to get to the end. Wow. God showed me that, but I went through. God had me to love, to endure with this man, to walk him through his redemption. He had me to love the hell out of him. <laughs> His name was Fred, but in the street, he was Freddy Krueger. He was a nightmare, but I saw God redeem him and turn him from a nightmare into my dream. Hallelujah, Jesus. He turned him into a dream. Not only did he do that, but he turned him into a pastor. He went from a street dude to pastor Germany. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. And, I, I, and not only that, but even with God redeeming him, he was fatherless. But he became a father to many. 
many um, men came through and he was able to father them without having a father. Mm. We were able, because of our marriage of 27 years before he passed away, we were a month short of 27 years before the Lord um, called him home. But even with that, the tragedy, the trauma that I endured through his death, God is redeeming me from that. I saw myself, the enduring love of God, that word endure, was it was twofold to me. Not only it shows the longevity, but it shows that word also meant that God is patiently suffering with us. (laughs) He patiently suffers with us. Even when I wanted to just lay down and cry and stay in my sorrow, he said, I couldn't, he loved me through it. Yes. Even when I didn't want to go on, I had been married most of my adult life, so I didn't know what to do without my husband. But God told me one day, he said, he died, but you don't have to. Yes. And he had patience with me to help me pull me out of the mess and the mire that I was in, stuck in my own, amen, in my own head, mm. not knowing how to go through, how to get out of what I was going through. So I saw myself, how much he endured me yes. when I didn't do what I, sh- when I didn't follow the commands. Right. Yes. But he was patient with me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just... The, the two testimonies, uh, they, they couldn't be any different. And yet the same God was responsible the for both. God. The same God. Here you have one who was married 30 plus years and in divorce. Seemed like that marriage started off good and went bad. But then this one starts off bad Absolutely. and ends up good. And and. I'm saying to somebody who's watching that God has experience in your situation. Yes, he does. That it doesn't matter if it starts good and ends bad or starts bad and ends good. God's got experience in your situation. And although we as men um, don't tend to articulate our trauma uh, the way women do, uh, the both of us have been through uh, similar things. But we are not smart enough or good enough to talk about it like you guys, <laughs> nor do we have the vulnerability uh, to talk about it. But, but God has experience yes. in redemption. I, I took my daughter to um, one of those places. I don't know if it was it's or one of those places that have game, uh, Dave and Buster's, one of those places. Main event. Main event. When she plays the game, she knows which ones to play. She only plays the game that gives tickets. <laughs> now, I can think of many games that are fun. I mean, I like to get the guns and shoot the aliens and all that, but those games don't give tickets. Right. She wanted to play the little bouncy ball thing that goes into the bucket, and if you get it into 100, it shoots out 100 tickets. Now, I wanted to know, why does she want to play what I was considering these boring games. But it's my baby, so I'm right there with her. Come on, baby. We're tossing the bean bag, and, and she's getting tickets. And, and I started to realize she's not there for the fun of the game. She's there for the tickets. Because after we finished playing, there was another room that has toys and candy and, and, and teddy bears. And if she has enough tickets... She can go and redeem something that's already purchased. Don't miss it. It's already purchased. And when I look at the word redeem, re, the prefix 
means to do again. That's why we repeat, right? It means to do again. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. Re means to do again. So that means that whenever something is redeemed, it means it first had to be purchased one time and then exchanged the second time. Don't miss it. Because when Jesus Christ redeemed us, he died on the cross. That was the purchase. Mm -hmm. But when we accepted him, that was the exchange. And then he gave us the blood of Jesus Christ and covered us in that blood, thereby which we must be saved. So my daughter wants the tickets so she could redeem the prize. And what the Bible actually just said to me, Mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter if it was Freddie It doesn't matter if it was your ex. It doesn't matter if it was us. It doesn't matter if it was somebody who didn't do everything they were supposed to do or somebody who did everything they were supposed to do. The fact that he redeemed us shows us that we had intrinsic value to him. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ redeemed us. Here's what the Bible says, though. Because whenever my daughter would redeem the stuff, she would always be excited. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you so much for bringing me. How many people are guilty Mm. of being redeemed without rejoicing? Mm. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Listen, how important, Ms. Melva, how important was it for you while you were going through your trials and tribulations Mm. to say so? Well, again, I think that the response to the goodness of God is to say so. And I will say this. Hold on. Um, let's it stop says, right there. Hold on. It's, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> write that down because the response to redemption should always be rejoicing. Yes. Just write that down. Every time God does something for you, you ought to rejoice. And then as Pastor Philip said, rejoice in the Lord. Paul said again, I say rejoice. Yes. And so here, here's the thing. Um, God has been so kind to me. God has been so good to me. I believe that it would be a scandal in heaven if I did not praise God. I believe the angels would say, I know that's not Melva. Sitting there with her arms crossed, her legs, her arms folded, her legs crossed with her mouth closed. After all that God has done, there are witnesses in heaven who have seen what God has done for us, me being one of them. And so it would be scandalous Mm. for me not to open my mouth and give God praise. Let me tell you why God is good to you. Let me tell you why he's good to you. Anybody watching this can see that he inhabits the praises of his people. So the reason why God always comes to where you are is because he knows you're going to tell everybody where he is. Yes, my God. Every time I've been around you, you have never hesitated to speak about the goodness of the Lord. So as long as you maintain the ability to rejoice, again I say rejoice, as long as you are, are redeemed and you maintain the ability to say so, God is always going to come to your rescue because I've never been around you where you were not giving testimony to the goodness of the Lord. Hello, everyone. I had to stop right in the middle of this riveting conversation. And let me tell you right now, they are clawing at me to get back to the second half. So I've got to get to this portion where I give you an opportunity to give. You know, I used to say when I was a younger pastor, it's time to take up the offering. But you understand, I understand now that you don't take offerings. You give people an opportunity to be generous because you can't beat God giving. 
The more you give to him, the more he gives to you. Our team is getting ready to put up a link right on your screen to show you ways you can give. You can give through our app. You can text it. You can go to our website. And if you are a part of our Lighthouse 2.0, which is the growing, the fastest growing portion of our ministry, you can go to Givelify and you can give there. We are excited to attempt at least to bring you riveting, fresh rhema word on a weekly basis. We thank you because you could go any place on this world wide web, but weekly you choose to be with us. And we are excited about that. So give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. It's going to be shaken together and it's still going to be running over. Now let me get back to this for they run me over. You don't want to miss what's about to happen next. Check this out. Pastor Philip, I have known you. We started as young men <laughs> when we were young, but now we're old and we ain't never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. I've seen you uh, through ups and downs, trials and tribulations. I've seen you faint. I've seen you in the wilderness. I've seen you thirsty. I've seen you hungry. What in the world drives a Philip Suber um, to give thanks and to say so in spite of all the things you've been through? So listening to all the testimonies, what I keep hearing is that the ability to say so now amplifies the voice of God for your future. And it, it, <laughs> it's, it's, it's really simple. It's we're standing on their say so. David wrote this years ago. This was his version of saying so. We're in 2021 after the pandemic. Personally, after divorce, after failure, after trials, after fires, after hires, after trying, after failing in my own personal life, here I'm standing because the say-so never ended. Good God because that say-so enabled me to hear the say-so for today. And the say-so of today is the say-so that's going to remind me tomorrow yes. that here's the thing, that God never canceled his plans towards us. Oh, Lord, have mercy. And, and that's, that's, that's the ultimate thing. That's why his mercy endures forever, because like your daughter, he has the end in mind. So I'm investing in you with my mercy, because I understand that this is the pathway, Joseph, that you have to go through to get to this, this place that I purpose for you. And although you weren't privy to the details of the knowledge, the devil's not in the details. God is in the details. He's working things. And if we can say this word in a, in a proper manner without, without uh, using it in a toxic way, he's manipulating the details of your life because it's meant to work out for your good. And the Bible says that he's the kinsman redeemer. You, you, you mentioned my daughter. Listen to what he says. He said, oh, that men will praise him for the Lord, for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. When you talk about the kinsman redeemer, see, these are relational uh, redemptive yes, sir. perks <laughs> for being in the family. Like, th there's just certain things you only get when you want us, yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. That, that God is saying, listen, I, I reign on the just as well as the unjust. But when it comes time for my redemptive power to mm. be implemented, that's only for the just. Yes. That's just, that's only for those of us uh, who are called unto the faith. And here's what my pastor used to say. People will talk about the just, and, and, and he said, look at how you spell Jesus' name. J-E-S-U-S. -S. Not J-E-S-U-S. -S. He said his name is spelled J-E-S. 
U.S. And I'll be like, I said, Pastor, why? Why did you break it down like that? It could be J-E-S-U-S. 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 He said, no, son, it's J-E-S. U.S. I would say, why did you spell it like that? He says, because there are some things that he only does for just us. Yes, sir. He said, it's just us. He says, when it comes time to salvation, that's for just us. When it comes time to redemption, that's for just us. And there are some things that Jesus only does for just us. Miss, Miss Germany, uh, as we wrap this up, you just, and you told me something I didn't know about you. I knew about you being married, and I knew, but I didn't, and I can't, I, I don't want to laugh, <clears throat> but when you said they called him Freddy Krueger on the streets because he was a nightmare. I'm going to tell you, it took everything in me to hold my mule. And I did good at holding it. But I could not imagine being in your shoes. But somebody out there can. I want you to look in that camera because there are countless people who have a Jason, a Freddy Krueger, a Godzilla, a King Kong in their life, knocking down the structures that they built. Those structures would be self-esteem. Mm -hmm. For some, it's um, in the area of finances, confidence, and, and, and there's some monster just knocking down everything they built. Mm. And they almost gave up. But God let Francis Germany look in the camera and I want you to imagine that on the other end there is some young person whose next step will be dependent on your next word what would you say to him I would say make sure you're hearing from God but also even as the scripture said he redeemed us God I, re I was so reminded of God's love for me and how he loved me in, when I wasn't lovable. So I was able to in turn love my husband even through all the bad times, even through the times when he wasn't unlovable. But God still allowed me to love him. And that love that I showed to him helped win him. The Bible says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. And that love drew him closer to God. And so he was able to put the streets down and pick up his Bible and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And not just follow him, but follow him all the way to his deathbed. So it's, it's, it's conceivable that God, the same God that did it for me, he could do it for you too. You just got to have faith, believe in God. And one thing I would say Close your mouth to, um, to negativity to him and open it to prayer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Ms. Melva, the Bible says that these evildoers, the Bible says that he brought their heart down with affliction. And once he did that, listen, he says, and there were none left to help them. It showed me why he said, fret not. Because when the evildoer is afflicting, all you can think about is your response and reaction to that affliction. How did you not 
want to get even. How did you not, after 35 years, and I'm not, I'm not being funny because you, you, we would be surprised at some of the thoughts that are in some of the people who are watching us. It goes from a slap on the wrist to the unthinkable. 35 years. How did you not think, I'm just going to kill him and me? What, 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 what assurances did God give you to make you come out of that fire not even smelling like smoke? His presence, the presence of God. In his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hands are pleasures evermore. His presence, if, when you have the presence of God on your life, in your life, flowing through your life, you get to a place where nothing else matters. How do I get in his presence? You get into his presence. Sometimes we're forced into his presence. <laughs> Sometimes trouble is the vehicle that takes us into his presence. I've always been a worshiper since I was a child. Um, and so finding and being able to press into God's presence um, was something that I always did. I longed for it. But for those who, who don't have that story, God is always there and he's always waiting. He's always waiting. I say something all the time. We have to sometimes lean into his goodness, yes. lean into his mercy, lean into his presence, lean into his strength, because he's always there. But until we make an effort to lean into it, we may not understand how real God is and how, how present he is. And so when you have the presence of the Lord in your life, that's everything. Moses said, God, if you don't go with us, I'm not going. Yeah. It's the same thing. God, if you're not there, I can't make it. I'm nothing without you, God. I, you are all I have. And until you feel, until you begin to understand that, that everything else will be added unto you, but the main thing is the presence of the Lord okay. on your life, in your life, you, you, you just, have to you press in. Stay right there because I'm, I'm serious. I think that you just made a very practical scripture very clear. Seek ye first mm -hmm. the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all things shall be added unto you. I think that that was a scripture yes. you were referencing. Yes. And you're talking about having God being in his presence. What I hear you saying is that most people are struggling is because they are aware that they have all of these other things, but unaware that the only thing they needed was him. Absolutely. And that if you maintain the, the right perspective that all you need is him yes. and the house and the love and the car and the children and, and the job and the clothes. All extra. That's all extra. <laughs> and so yeah. when you start losing Absolutely. extra, then you don't go crazy because you still have essential. Yes. yes. But when you make God extra and you make the stuff essential, then when you lose the man and the house and the car, then you lose yourself with it because you were attached to the extra, the added, and not the essential. Do y'all hear what she is saying? That all you need is God, his presence. Pastor, you don't understand, I'm lonely. He is a company keeper. Amen. Pastor, I'm hungry. 
Ask Israel won't it be bread. Ask Moses want to be watered. The only reason why you don't know what God can be is because you have a substitute in this place. If you would starve yourself, you will find out that he's bread. If you would stop drinking from other wells, you would understand he was water. If you would stop accepting things from the world, you would understand that he is the owner of the cattle and the gold and the silver. I believe that the reason why we cannot be filled by God is because when we call him, we're already filled up with additives. And if you've ever had any processed food, they will tell you that it makes you feel full because it is full of additives, but the additives are not whole nor are they healthy you want your food to come from the ground and not processed and the reason why I said that is the reason why God can fill you up is because he is organic he did rise up from the ground he did come up from the earth and he is the only thing that can fill you and he has no additives he has no alternatives he is God and beside him there is none other he is all you need my God He's all you need. Pastor Keon, I was here the whole time you were saying that. You know how you you purchase different products and on it say no additives, no additives needed or added. And that is exactly what the presence of the Lord is. I love that analogy because that's exactly who God is. No additives needed. Nothing artificial. Nothing Needed. Don't have to add no color. Absolutely. Go ahead, Pastor Philip. Pass us out. The instructional word is that your release is in your release. That anything that you are looking to receive from God is going to require your release. Hmm. Whatever you want to be released from heaven is going to require for you to release what you have in your hand. Release the guilt. Release the shame. Release the bitterness. Release the unforgiveness. So that God can in turn release his peace. Your release is in the release. Yes, what has been loosed in heaven. Yes, sir. Loosed on the earth. What yes, has sir. been bound on the earth has already been bound in heaven. Yes, sir. It, we have to get to a place where we understand that we, we correspond. Our existence is in correspondence with heaven. And this is why he says, give thanks because he is. And the thing we didn't talk about, we mentioned it, was the, the yada. And my mind goes to, to, to yada means the lifting of the hands. And the culture, the word doesn't mean praise and worship, but it became the interpretation of praise and worship because the culture became that every time they worshiped, they lifted their hands. What would it be like when we incorporate not just the mental, not just the verbiage, but we incorporate every part of our being into our worship? And we understand that the worship that God is seeking for, before we get to the say-so, he says, I want you to give thanks. I want you to incorporate every part of your being into this moment of recognizing and reversing who God is. Who the sun sets free. It's free indeed. It's free indeed. I'll close with this analogy. I remember sitting um, at a hotel and I was in the swimming pool. I can, re- I can still feel the day. The, the, the hotel was glass. The entire building was glass. I'm sitting in the swimming pool and the lifeguard is sitting above me. And I'm sitting under the lifeguard seat because I don't want to be in the sun. I just want to be outside. I don't want to tan. I want to go outside the same color and come in the same color. <laughs> I don't want to get any darker. I'm, I'm underneath, but I can't escape the sun. You know why? Because even though I was underneath the lifeguard seat and it was blocking the sun, it was still beaming because of the reflection yeah. off the glass. And it was 
the reflection was as hot as the direct sunlight. The Son of God is so powerful that his reflection can give you what you need. That you don't have to have a direct hit. You don't have to have a direct moment. And what I feel on the stage right now is the reflection of glory. I, I feel that what he did in your life, who? He can do in my life. And what he did in your life, he can do in my life. And what he did in your life, why? And, and what I'm telling you is make sure you're around somebody who can reflect the glory of God. Make sure you're around somebody who can reflect the yada. Make sure you're around somebody that God can bless. And by them being blessed, he can bless you. And sometimes that happens with a person who is chemically addicted. And sometimes that happens with somebody who abandons you. And sometimes that happens through somebody who, who, who uh, leaves you. But, but the Bible says says that it was good that I was afflicted that I might know that I might understand that I might feel that I might experience the things of God ladies and gentlemen the next time you find your back against the wall and trouble is knocking at your door and you're in a relationship with somebody who is a nightmare God can make him a dream if you're in a relationship with somebody and it ends after nearly four decades, you don't have to lose your peace with what you lost. If you get a divorce or lose a job or, or, or go through the things that Pastor Philip talked about, you don't have to lose your mind. If you're a leader like me and everything that you experience has to be handled on stage, you can still make it through that without losing your mind. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. For like the grass, the Bible says, they shall soon be cut down. And while God is cutting, the redeemed of the Lord ought to be saying so. I wish we had more time because we definitely got more testimony. Until next time, next tackle the text, I want you to meet us. God bless you. We love you. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Hey, what's up, family? Listen, I enjoyed the word today. I know you did as well. Hey, if you want to take part in what we're doing here, we have some numbers going to come across the screen. If you want to give to us, hit the number on the screen. If you want to join, be a part of what we're doing here, hit the number on the screen. And remember, share, send this message to someone. Someone needs to hear it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just want to say thank you just for the word that was given, we pray that someone's heart was touched and someone's mind was changed. We love you, God. All these blessings we ask in your son, Jesus' name, amen. Hey, remember, we love you here at the Lighthouse Church. Nothing you can do about it. See you soon. Hey, everybody, what's going on? It's PK here. And listen, I want to tell you that I get so many DMs, so many messages of people saying, Pastor, how can I connect with you? I love your messages, but going through YouTube is kind of difficult. Where can I come to a centralized place? We heard you. And that's why we created Lighthouse 2.0. Lighthouse 2.0 is our tribe. It's our village. It's the place where all of the people who say, I want PK to be my online pastor. And PK says, I want you to be my online member. This is the place where we go, the watering hole, the ecosystem where we all come to grow together. And it is exclusively 
for you. They're getting ready to put a link up on the screen right now that shows you how you make that exclusive step. And everybody can't get in. So you better take first mover's advantage and get in while you can fit in. I can't wait to see you inside of 2.0. May God bless you. And let's do this thing for Christ.